Hi, I'm Alois Mujira and you're listening to the CFM Sport Podcast. Z. And it's Messi! It is the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. It's time for the biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world and any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport. Let's join the team for the biggest show in the world of sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. It's Friday evening, the weekend preview, and our producer Sean Tafirinika has decided to throw forward a two-man attack. Chris Midzi and myself, Mike Madoda. He should switch it up at halftime. Alois Bunjira should become uh, the third leg of what could be a very promising three-man attack during the beautiful game. But for now, it's Chris and I as we discuss some of the breaking news stories and some of the latest stories coming out of the world of sport local as well as the international. And as usual, we'll kick off on the home front where it's celebrations for Zimbabwe cricket as the Chevrons have qualified for the T20 World Cup for the first time in six years following a 27-run win over Papua New Guinea in a semi-final of the qualifier B played at Queen's Sports Club in Bulawayo. We'll pick that match apart and, of course, uh, look forward to a final that will be played in Bulawayo versus the Dutch side who themselves have bagged a qualification after they beat the United States. We'll have international sports news for you and Northern Hemisphere rugby nations have a date with history and one of those is Wales. Their head coach Wayne Pivak says claiming a series win over the Springboks could be the highlight of his career. Also take you around the world in 60 with updates from Scotland, Spain as well as the US. And the second half of the show is always the beautiful game and today we're going to begin in match day 20 won in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League with spotlights will be on Harare Giants Dynamos who have acknowledged a big task lies ahead of them when they clash against log leaders FC Platinum at the National Sports Stadium on Sunday. South Africa forward Jermaine Sepo Senwe says Banyana Banyana have achieved their first goal of qualifying for the World Cup as she scored an early goal that set South Africa on their way to a second successive appearance following their 1-0 win over Tunisia in the Women's Africa Cup of Nations. And France boss Corinne Diakis is pleased that her side is progressed through to the quarterfinals of the women's Euros with a slender 2-1 win over Belgium, but thinks efficiency they showed against Italy was lacking. The Warriors, the Chevrons, the Cheetahs, the Mighty Warriors and the Sables. From the pool to the track to the field, we are Team Zimbabwe. The Home Front. Local sports news and analysis. 
Your voice is a big part of the show and we want to hear from you via WhatsApp platform. Send us a message on 0731-168-045, especially on a night like tonight when Zimbabwe cricket has done well and qualified for the T20 World Cup the first time in six years. Surely that's worth celebrating. Doesn't matter the caliber of opposition, but we will be joining some of the top nations in the world of cricket down under in Australia. If you want to send your thoughts or a congratulatory message, do so on 0731-168-045. That number is WhatsApp. You can also do so on Twitter at ZFM Sport. That's the handle you need to follow and interact with. And if you know someone who's not tuned in right now but would love to listen to the show at their own time, they can do so via whatever podcast platform is their fancy, whether it's Apple, Google or Spotify. Simply search for ZFM Sport and subscribe. Hi, my name is Sean Williams, Zimbabwe Cricket Captain. You're listening to ZFM Sport. Z. Right, the Chevrons have qualified for the ICC T20 World Cup for the first time in six years, following their 27-run win over Papua New Guinea in the semi-final of Qualifier B played at Queen's Sports Club this afternoon. After maintaining a 100% record in the group stage, Zimbabwe managed to avoid a tricky semi-final clash with Group B winners, the Netherlands, when they topped Group A by beating the United States by 46 runs yesterday. The tale of the tape, Zimbabwe batting first, a commendable 199 for five on the back of Wesley Madevere, 42, Craig Irvine 38, Regis Chakava made 30 and the pick of the bowlers was Sese Bao who picked up two for 32 for the tourists and then in reply, Papua New Guinea making 172 for eight. The problem is, is that uh, they lost their critical wickets at the wrong times but they had Zimbabwe thinking for a bit there because they were right up there with the run rate for long periods of the game. Tony Ura, 66. He was belligerent. Charles Amini, 31. And then Blessing Muzarabani, not disappointing, 2 for 24. And if we take a look, uh, Chris, at uh, the names that we just rattled off from a Zimbabwe perspective, mm. the best bowler there, Blessing Muzarabani. And that's what we need. We need our big players in the big games yep. to put their best foot forward. Definitely. And it's great to see, I think, especially in this tournament, that our senior players have stepped up. I think there's been uh, previous encounters that mm. we've had where our senior players have not stepped up. They've not been the one to lead the pack. And unfortunately, what inevitably happens, especially when it comes to our batting, is that we simply have a batting collapse. But in this tournament, it's been a little bit different. Our batting's been better. And you see your Craig Irvine's Regis Hakaba putting in some decent scores that are able to spur the team on. Also, blessings Zarabani with the ball, as always, Mr. Reliable. Um, I think this is the first time in this particular tournament that he's actually shone, but he always comes to the party for Zimbabwe. Absolutely, and of course uh, commendable effort from Wesley Madevere as well. Uh, yeah. I mean, uh, probably the youngest player yes. in the team, mm-hmm. but putting in the biggest performance, and uh, that just speaks well uh, into the future that, you know, Wesley has now begun to take on the responsibility of trying to get Zimbabwe over the line yeah. in big matches. Yeah, for sure, and there was a time when I think there was a bit of doubt around Wesley when he wasn't performing as well as expected. But I think um, whether it was the senior players, whether it was the people at Zimbabwe Cricket who managed to sort of get through to him, getting the training that he needs, and now he's definitely putting in major efforts. We're seeing significant effort from Wesley Madevere now. Let's go 
to Baitbridge. Uh, Brian, good evening to you. Uh, nice to know that you're tuned in right there on the border with South Africa. You say greetings, Z Sports team. Congratulations to the Chevrons for qualifying for the T20 World uh, Cup. And, uh, you know, Baitbridge is not a place, uh, Chris, of course, <laughs> that uh, you readily sort of like associate with cricket. But that's what yeah. success does. Yes. And that's what doing well does. You begin to win interest and fans in all sorts of places. Yeah, 100%. I think uh, when it comes to sport, I think especially cricket, everyone is very interested just from a historical perspective to see what's going on with our cricket. We used to be an incredible cricketing nation and at the moment, any sort of wins and positives and good trajectory for Zim Cricket is going to get some good news and good support from Zimbabweans across the country and beyond as well. Congratulations to the Chevrons, you're saying. Uh, it's a long-awaited break for Zim for a moment there. One sport where we excel. Thanks for putting us on the map. They did well. And of course, we're heading down uh, to Australia uh, for the preliminary part of the World Cup. I think uh, people need to take note of that. But still, it's a tournament that we haven't been to, Chris, yes. in six years. So even just uh, playing in that prelim- preliminary part, which gives, gives us a chance to get into the main tournament mm-hmm. proper, is still an achievement for Zimbabwe. It's an achievement, especially when we consider where we are as a cricketing nation. I think it's very easy to say, oh, we used to do better than this. We used to be such an incredible nation when it came to our cricket. But it's important to recognize where we are and the steps being taken to move us forward. And definitely one of those steps would be to participate in those in the preliminary tournament that's going to be held in Australia. Well, Delroy, I hope we've just answered your question because you were asking if we've actually qualified for the World Cup. <laughs> yes, we have have qualified qualified for the World Cup in Australia. Uh, But the new format for the T20 World Cup is that it's played in two parts, where the likes of Zimbabwe, of course, will first of all play in a preliminary uh, group and then uh, seek to qualify into the main tournament proper. But it is uh, actually qualification for the World Cup. And indeed, the ICC itself has congratulated Zimbabwe already on many platforms Mm. uh, for qualifying for the World Cup. It's a fantastic win for Zimbabwe as compared to football. There's need for more reliable sponsorship to motivate the guys. Baba Princess in Chikambi Kwajimba. It's an uncomfortable discussion uh, for football fans, isn't it? You know, Absolutely. When, when we start uh, discussing the fact that, you know what, are we really this football love uh, football loving nation that we like to think of ourselves as or should we be actually sort of like channeling our resources to the disciplines and the sporting uh, disciplines Chris that give us more success on the international stage and that's exactly how sponsorship works sponsorship is attracted when there is a distinct trajectory and when a particular team or sporting discipline is moving towards it the unfortunate thing with our football is our football is standing still if not regressing at the moment so what you're going to have is that sponsorship is not going to be attracted to that and simply any kind of revenue any kind of marketing dollars are going to be channeled to where the eyeballs are and where the action is and unfortunately in this country it's not the football at the moment. Charles Simbalawa says hi guys immaculate show as usual thanks Charles he says not happy with our last performance against Jersey but better this time well done but yeah Jersey was for me concerning but I'm concerned even by our performance versus the United States mm. uh, it, it wasn't really convincing uh, there was a time again where it looked like it was squeaky bum even this game it looked yep. like it was squeaky bum so I really doubt our ability to go and make a dent in Australia uh, I think for us the reward will be 
to participate at the tournament. Yeah, 100%. The, the unfortunate thing about the Chevrons at the moment is that they're not living up to their expectations. Just taking a look at the talent that is in our senior national team, there's a lot of talent there, which breeds a lot of expectations. So for me, coming up against these nations, we should have been able to put up convincing scores in every single game, which we didn't manage to do. I think we did well in our first uh, our first match, second match, a little bit shoddy like uh, the listeners said there. And in this one, we just managed to get over the line. And part of that reason is that Papua New Guinea had a bit of a collapse there. Mm. And that's what also assisted us to get this. Not necessarily that we just put up a fantastic score. They had a collapse. And were it not for that collapse, who knows what could have happened. Yeah, at uh, one point, I think they were sort of like 120 odd for the loss of mm. four wickets. And uh, they looked like uh, they were actually just uh, on cue to actually chase down this yeah. score. And then uh, they lost uh, a few wickets there. Uh, and Zimbabwe managed uh, to uh, get a, a real stranglehold on the game. If you want your messages read, and if you want your thoughts aired, uh, send us a message 0731-168-045. We're talking Zimbabwe cricket. The Chevrons, they've qualified for the T20 World Cup to be played in Australia. 0731-168-045. A bit later on, we'll be building up uh, to what should be a fascinating weekend in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League, headlined by that clash between the log leaders and the defending champions, FC Platinum, who will be taking on Dynamos. Tonderai Indirai. Is he literally fighting for his job this weekend? And of course, Nomen Mapeza with the added incentive of adding another nail into the coffin of Tonderai Indiraya, who famously said when he was on top of the log earlier this season <laughs> that we don't play a passing game. We are not Manchester City taking a dig at FC Platinum. We play to win. Can he do so this weekend? I'll read one more message before we give you a local sports news roundup. And that message is from Chinoy. Talk about Chinoy. Chris, Golden Eagles are visiting Chinoy this weekend. Yeah, Chinoy Stadium this weekend. It's going to be on Sunday, 1 p.m. kickoff. Um, I think it's going to be another tasty Golden Eagles game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Taking on Pam FC uh, at Chinoy Stadium. So if you are in Chinoy or around the Chinoy area, uh, you know, Banquet, Lions Den, nip over to Chinoy Stadium, 1 p.m. kickoff and see Gondo Harishaya Golden Eagles. Well, let's read the message. It's from Matthew. Good evening to you, Matt. Uh, congratulations to the Chevrons. Dave Houghton's impact, Taiwona. And the, uh, there was a point where we thought Tangatafa, but credit to the new coach for inserting the winning mentality in the team. And uh, that's something that we haven't discussed, Chris. Uh, he's come in and uh, he's talked about playing more aggressively. And yes, we've seen in patches Zimbabwe yeah. play with uh, a lot more aggressive intent. But more importantly, I think he's got us to the World Cup. <laughs> Which is what he said he'd do. Yeah. I think just before uh, they actually went across to Bulayo, he did make it. He said, our target here is to make sure that we get to the World Cup. He's done it. He's delivered. He needs to give us a new target for us to review him on. Alright, let's give you the local sports news roundup. Golf, cricket and rugby. Hi, my name's Ryan Kenz, Sunshine Tour professional golfer, and you're listening to ZFM Sport. 
start off with some golf news where United States bound leading golfer Margaret Nyamkondiwa is expected to successfully defend her Zimbabwe Ladies Golf Open title when the tournament tees off at Royal Harare tomorrow morning. The 18-year-old Chapman Golf Club based has been in fine form, managing to dominate in both the junior and senior tournaments. Nyamkondiwa, who's on the verge of a moving abroad to University of Drexel in Philadelphia, will be among the players expected to tee off in the high-profile tournament sponsored by National AIDS Council of Zimbabwe and diagnostic lab suppliers to the tune of $35,000. Head over to some cricket, US-based triple... To some athletics, US-based triple jump sensation Chingitai Mapaya says he's raring to go ahead of the World Athletics Championships. Mapaya will make his second appearance on the back of a strong domestic performance in the US. The talented triple jump athlete says he's put a lot in his preparations for the global meet and he's hoping for a good year, a good show at this year's edition. Finish off with some rugby news. Zimbabwe have named their squad for next month's Rugby Sevens Challenger Series in Chile. Kudzai Mashawi will captain the squad, which includes Vuyani Tlomo, Munopa Muneta, Tapiwa Malenga, Jafnos Chiwanza, Pride Nyameni, Tedias, Zandiwandira, Ryan Musumi, Shingirai Katsere, Munesu Muneta and Nigel Tinarwa. The Cheetahs have been drawn in Pool B along with Hong Kong, Tonga and Jamaica in the 12-team competition where the winners will again get the ultimate prize of promotion at the HSBC World Rugby 7 Series. One, two, three. Let's go. The music you love. It's the music we play all day. You Station for all the hits. ZFM Stereo. From the front of the grid to the back of the net, it's ZFM Sport. International Sports News Roundup, where the world comes out to play. talk rugby and of course it's a big weekend in the world of rugby. It's the Northern Hemisphere taking on the Southern Hemisphere and the interesting thing about all the four sort of like critical series is they are all at a one each and all the nations with a chance to win the different series. Now it is a very pivotal uh, but the one that we are going to be discussing this evening, Wales, uh, their coach Wayne Pivak claiming that a series win over the Springboks would be the highlight of his career. Wales 13-12 win in Bloemfontein last weekend was their first ever win over the box in South Africa with the series locked at 1-0. Pivak's charges now have the opportunity to win the series at Cape Town Stadium tomorrow. It would mean the world to the team. Um, they've worked very, very hard uh, to get themselves in this position. So we're very pleased to be coming into this week you know, with something to play for, which in the past hasn't happened. So like I think um, for us, it's, as I said earlier, it's, it's getting it right mentally now. Um, you know, it's been three big hard weeks for us and uh, really a massive test match, we know that. Uh, but certainly to be in the race is very pleasing. Uh, it's like in any sport, you know, Davis Cup of dead rubber. It's, uh, 
the match still gets played, but it doesn't quite have the same significance. But this this test series, you know, each uh, the first two tests, if they're anything to go by, uh, and then throwing a series decider in, uh, it just adds a, another bit of spice to it. So look. Um, Really, really happy for the guys that uh, we've got this opportunity. Um, now it's a matter of going out there and doing the, the game justice. Z. Right, uh, let's start uh, by taking a look at uh, the team that's going to uh, do battle versus the Springboks. And uh, what are some of, the, some of the selections that Pivak has done for this game, Chris? Because it'll come down really to the 15 players or the 22 players in the squad. For sure. Um, but I think for me, what Wales is looking at at the moment is, first of all, they've received um, a significant boost, I think, ahead of this match. Captain Dan Biggers coming back into the fold as well. Um, he was forced off the field in Bloemfontein with a shoulder injury. But even though his replacement, Anscombe, incredible... Uh, showing towards the end of that game um, he's still coming in incredibly vital cog in that Welsh machine and he brings the best out in his teammates I think mm. leadership is such an important experience part of this game well. especially the against experience. the box exactly yeah. so when you just take a look at that Dan Bigger coming back as well incredible, incredibly important for them um, also um, among his starters Wayne Pivak also made another sort of change so return of left wing Josh Adams um, for the series decided which was also because of an injury to Alex Cuthbert um, Dan Bigger like I said coming back um, tied head prop Dylan Lewis uh, retired injured in the second test but declared fit to play in Cape Town so um also, Alan Wynne-Jones, I think another very important part of this. Um, world record holder, 152 caps. He's going to be on the bench, starting on the bench. But I think just having him there, that experience and that leadership, leadership that yes. you're talking about, still so critical. And it's it's really important for, for them to be able to rely on him. Even if he's coming off the bench, I think he's going to be having an impact. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, they're up against South Africa. And South Africa have made a raft of changes. I think uh, 10 to their starting lineup for this decider in Cape Town uh, with captain and a flank uh, Sia Colisi among those recalled so it's uh, almost a full strength Springbok starting 15 uh, featuring uh, the usual uh, protagonist uh, Cheslin Colby will be on the right wing Lucano M will play of course in midfield uh, together with Damien Delande and then Makazole Mapimpi on the left wing Andre Pollard at number 10 Uh, and so uh, you know very very strong side Ibn Etzebeth 100 tests for him. Mm. Uh, he'll be, of course, locking down uh, together with Lude Diaga. So, very, very strong team. And, uh, you know, it's difficult for me to see a Welsh victory. I, I think um, the Springboks, I think they're going to be up for this one. I think yeah. they're just going to have just a bit more in terms of the physicality yeah. uh, and the strength uh, for the Welsh side. The Welsh side just got a one-point victory over what was, uh, listen, more or less a second-string Springbok side last weekend. Yeah. And I, I suspect this time the box will get the job done. Yeah, the box is definitely going to get the job done. I think having that power game, that strength that you're talking about, the physicality, is definitely going to give them an edge. What they've done, I think um, they've got most of their big guns at the back. They're going to have a lot of confidence spring in their steps. And I think what we can see from here is that they're not going to they're not going to deviate from their usual method mm. so they're going to do the tried and tested and grind bomb it squad. out yeah, <laughs> right squad. up until the end they know what they, they they know what wins for them and I don't think they're going to be making any tactical sort of changes El Papi says yeah that's true Dan Bigger is a true leader Wales might have a chance to win but trust me never write off the box go 
Boca. And of course, we're not riding off the box. In fact, we're tipping them uh, mm-hmm. to win this coming weekend. Uh, the other interesting games, the Irish as well, could register a famous uh, triumph on New Zealand soil. Uh, they're up against New Zealand. And uh, this one here is, 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 I think of all the games that we've been watching, this one has been exciting. I think that the yeah. rugby has been free-flowing. We saw it in that first game. And then the second game, of course, the New Zealand sort of like, yeah, the, the, the ill-discipline, Chris, uh, that mm. crept into their game. You yeah. can't play six 60 minutes, a man down, sometimes two men down yeah. against the Irish and expect to beat them, no matter what side you are in the world. Yeah, 100%. And even the all, I think it's, when we see the All Blacks playing best, they're incredibly disciplined. They, they, they're following through on all of their tactics incredibly well. And in that game, that didn't quite show through. But I think um, on New Zealand soil, I think they're going to, they're going to, obviously, I think there was a there was a talking to after that game. I yeah. think their performance was different. The coaches not themselves, a- I mean, they also <laughs> made a tactical error when yeah. they pulled out Adi Savea as well not knowing that he couldn't come back mm-hmm. uh, and they lost uh, one of their best players uh, for the greater part of the game and uh, you could tell that he he was incredulous <laughs> you know what do I have to get off Yeah, I yeah, have to get yeah. off you know and uh, so that was a bit of a tactical blunder uh, from the uh, technical team who thought that he could actually come back after that uh, scrum in the other game it's England versus Australia this one here is too close to call that's the one where I'm thinking to myself you know what if the Wallabies show up they could well win this one. Yes. But they have to play an incredibly disciplined game. But I'll still give England the edge. You're still giving England the edge? I'll still give them the edge. I don't know. England, for me, is is, is start and stop. It's flashes. Um, I think we'll see a great England performance today. And the next day, they're incredibly shoddy. So, for me, they're aiming to, you know, secure their second ever series win in Australia. It's, it's it's a toughie for me. Mm. I, I don't like how England has been playing. You're going with the Wallabies? I'm going with the Wallabies. And of course, the other one uh, will be played at the Santiago del Estero, where Argentina lost Pumas. They take on Scotland to decide, of course, their series, which is locked at 1-0. Let's take you around the world in 16. Hello, my name is Ibn Etzibeth. I play for the Stormers and the Springboks. You're listening to ZFM. Around the world in 60 seconds. International sports news. We'll take off in the United States where Alison Felix will bow out of athletics after world championships in Oregon. But the most decorated track star of all time vowed to leave it all out there as her incredible journey nears the end. Felix has been a mainstay of the U.S. track and field team, making five Olympics and the global meet will mark her 10th world championships appearance during her stellar career. She established herself as the most decorated athlete, male or female, by the way, Mm. having won 18 world and 13 Olympics. Olympic medals. We'll head over to Spain where a toxic culture that threatened to derail Australia's Commonwealth Games campaign has been swept aside on the way to a World Cup semi-final showdown in the Netherlands in the FIH Women's Hockey World Cup. The Hockey Roos will play defending champions and world number one, the Netherlands, tomorrow, while Germany will meet Argentina in the other semi. And we'll touch down in Scotland where Matt Fitzpatrick is among the players to hit out at the ridiculous pace of play at the 150th opening labels the situation as a joke after rounds were taking over six hours to complete at St. Andrews. The iconic old course at St. Andrews has multiple shared greens and some shared fairways while many of the par fours are drivable off the tee for longer hitters leading the players waiting for long periods at multiple points during their rounds. Let's take a quick look at the leaderboard as the second round is underway. Right at the top we've got Cameron Smith 
in second, Cameron Young. Oh, Cameron is, <laughs> Cameron Cameron is the, the topping. <laughs> in third place, Dustin Johnson. Uh, Shade for fourth is Scotty Scheffler and Hatton Ty- Tyrell Hatton. Instagram. Follow us on Instagram. Keep us in your timelines. You don't want to miss it. That number again, 0731-168-045. Delroy from Blauai says, no, no, no. The Irish have no chance of winning tomorrow. This is the All Blacks game. It'll be a tough game, but the All Blacks have it in the bag. Good evening to you, Delroy. Uh, and then we have more messages. Uh, I hate to taint the Chevron's World Cup uh, uh, qualification by saying we had an unconvincing, uh, we had unconvincing wins over uncelebrated rivals. Ooh. Come down under. We will certainly struggle to reach triple figures if current form is anything to go by. Sanksi. Honestly, say we qualify, <laughs> but my performance is here. Yeah, 100%. It's, it's, we're not, we were not convincing against nations we should be convincing Thumping. against. I think that's, that's the distinction is there was definitely an opportunity for us to do very well, make markers, make movements in this tournament, and we didn't do it. Uh, hang on, Chris. Maybe we, we should also be having the discussion around uh, are we maybe guilty of seeing ourselves from a historical perspective as far as, as cricket or in fact all sport is concerned so in cricket we say we're a test nation <laughs> we're this great nation Andy Flower Heath Streak yeah. uh, World Cup 1999 <laughs> da 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 Taibu and so forth but other nations are catching up they're yeah. doing things the right way and the gap is closed so much when we, we when we fail to beat these nations convincingly we think we are not playing well where maybe it, that's just our level now Potentially, mm. I think I think it's a hard sort of thing to admit that that's not our level anymore. To say that the nations we used to compete against when you know we it was what the early two thousands, late nineties, yeah, nineties, that 2000s, period. Yeah. Taking a look at just the advancements that have been made by the rest of the world, have we made similar advancements? The answer is very clear, no. Mm. And it's it's a hard thing to admit as Zimbabweans that you know we might not be as great as we yeah, think we are. We, it's, we, and it's not for lack of effort, I think, on the mm. part of the players. There's always a lot of blame thrown around that mm. the boys are not showing up, they're not motivated. But let's take a full glance at the entire structure that is Zimbabwe cricket, I yeah, think. Yeah, absolutely. LP in Mayborain says, congratulations to the Chevrons. At one point, I was concerned today until Papua New Guinea collapsed. I somehow have a feeling that if Rajput was still the head coach, <laughs> we could have been embarrassed. <laughs> for me, it appears like he didn't seem to have anything to lose from our Chevrons losses. Congratulations, Coach Dave Houghton. LP, thank you for sending us that message. And I, I just thought, of course, uh, that uh, we we kind of like uh, need to uh, clarify, uh, you know, a lot of people asking, okay, what is what is this preliminary stage? Mm. Uh, and so the, the, the World Cup is played in a simple format where uh, it'll begin on October the 16th with qualifier matches. Uh, in the first qualifier match, uh, Sri Lanka will take on Namibia. And of course, uh, the Super 12 round will then commence on October 22 with the opening encounter between New Zealand and Australia. So the qualifier matches, of which Sri Lanka is actually a part of those qualifier matches, is for the right to play in the Super 12 round. Yeah. Uh, there will be, I think, two nations that will qualify uh, to complete the set of 12 nations that will play in sort of like the World Cup 
Cup proper. So that is the format of the World Cup. So we have to qualify to play the likes of Australia, the likes of India, the likes of New Zealand, England, ETC. We have to qualify to play those nations. Uh, hi guys, it's Remington in Mount Pleasant. Hope you are doing great. What's the fuss with Darwin Nunez's performance? People are calling uh, him a Verna twin. Uh, twin. Why are people quick to judge? Well, I, I really don't know what the fuss. Uh, the guys played, what is it, two halves of football yeah. in his first week back in training. And it's, it's, you know what? I think a lot of people might be reading a lot into that game. It's a preseason friendly. That's what they fall. Yeah, and, and I think it's about uh, at this stage, it's about getting the players up to a certain level of fitness. Yeah. And you know what? And 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 I I wouldn't read too much into uh, into these yeah. performances. And also, the the games are are for different teams. They serve different purposes. Yes. I think when you take a look at Manchester United and Liverpool, these teams have very different goals. So their approach to preseason friendlies is going to be entirely different. We don't know how much experimentation was being done by Liverpool. We know for sure Manchester United was potentially trying to fuse a winning mentality and attitude into that squad. So different goals, different outcomes. Let's let's wait until the football Baba Tawa, East USA. Scott Vincent is making us proud. He is our jewel. Adding his first major producer such a performance is a sign of great things to come. Let's hope, of course, uh, he shifts gears over the weekend and finishes in a respectable uh, position. Let's just uh, wrap it up here uh, with one more message and it's from Yvonne out in Victoria Falls. Hello team, this is my first time listening to the show and I'm enjoying it. Your, your hit mu- music station. My station. Your station. It's everybody's station. Z FM Stereo. The big leagues. The big teams. The big players. The beautiful game on ZFM Sport. From Rufaro to Barberfield, Mandava to Nyamunga, all the perfect moments in the Castle Lager Premier Soccer League come together on ZFM Sport. Arare Giants Dynamos have acknowledged a big task lies ahead of them when they clash against the champions and log leaders FC Platinum at the National Sports Stadium on Sunday. With the two teams coming from a run of contrasting results, Dimbara coach Tondirai Indiraya says they need to correct mistakes from previous outings where they failed to win in their last three matches. Hey, Dynamos, whether you are... You are... Uh, you are eight points behind or two points behind. I think if you recall, uh, the pressure was, was even there when we were on top of the log. So, so that, that is our team, that is our institution. And um, uh, fortunately, the, the players, uh, most players who are new that we have this season are getting to understand those uh, dynamics and um, are getting to learn uh, along the way what um, what what really is about our team and uh, hopefully um, they they are getting stronger uh, by each passing game and uh, hopefully they can uh, we, we can all put our eggs together uh, on Sunday and, and, and get a result. Oh, well, that's uh, Tundra Indiraya sounding a bit more diplomatic, uh, sounding uh, <laughs> a lot more philosophical. Mm. But the, the equation is really simple, Chris. Uh, FC Platinum, 43 points. Dynamos, 35. They're separated by eight. So there are two possibilities here. Either the gap remains the same if it's a draw, or if FC Platinum, it goes to 11. 
Mm. Or if Dynamos wins, it cut, it's cut down to five. You get the feeling that if Dynamos fails to win this one, or if they lose, their ambitions for this season are all but over. Yeah, and I think when you're playing a team like FC Platinum, that is a marker. When they are leading, they are the current champions coming up against them and saying that you have title ambitions, this is a game you need to win. If not for the sake of simply cutting the points, then you definitely need to do it. For I think, first of all, the mentality of the team, but also to restore faith in the Dynamo's faithful that, you know what, this thing still has a chance. And at the moment, that's not the general feeling. And we can hear it in in the way Twende Ryan did I speak you mm. say he's diplomatic it sounds like he's got a tail yeah. between his legs yeah, you know the, the, the losses con- are humbling confidence is no longer there but <laughs> completely here's, gone here's the other thing Chris next weekend it's chicken in Mm. So it doesn't get any easier for Tondelai stands and Didier and you just have to think that, you know what, he's got to pull finger in this game versus FC Platinum because this could just go horribly wrong for him. Yeah, especially when you're coming up against an, an FC Platinum side that is scoring the way they do, the pace at which they play. If you are unable to have enough tactical changes, I think, from a Dynamo's perspective to come up against that team and at the very least neutralize them, then I think he's going to have major problems. I think, especially uh, coming in the next round against Chicken and I think they're playing Chicken in away. So mm. you're going to be on the road now. It's a tougher test. And Chicken and also trying to rein in some more wins because they yeah. haven't had the best of times recently either. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's take a look at that form table and uh, I think uh, the statistics right now are pointing towards FC Platinum. I mean, the last five matches, uh, they have got 15 points. They've won all five matches. They've scored 11 goals. And here's the thing, they've considered, uh, conceded absolutely no goals at all. On the other hand, Dynamos, in the last five matches, they only have five points. They've scored just three goals and they have conceded two. Well, let's stretch it out a bit to ten matches. The last ten matches, guess who's on top of the form table? Mm. It's FC Platinum. 27 points. They've scored 21 and they've conceded just one. In that time, Dynamos, 13 points. Seven goals scored, seven goals conceded. So goals are definitely Definitely a problem for Dynamos just now. They can't score goals and they can't win matches. That is the big game of the weekend, and it's at the National Sports Stadium. Kickoff time, three o'clock on a Sunday. What is your prediction? Who do you think is going to carry the day? Will it be Dimbare or will it be Norman Mapeza's champions FC Platinum? Other fixtures on that Sunday will see Bulao Chiefs take on Chicken Inn at Luveve. Kickoff three o'clock and Bulao Black Riders take on Yada at Vengere Stadium in Rusape. But there will be six matches played on Saturday. ZPC Kariba versus Crambon Bullets at Yamunga. Kickoff time is lunchtime, one o'clock at in that uh, game. Then in Bulawa City versus Tenex at Barber Fields and Gezi Platinum Stars host Makepe Kepa. Another big game at the Biobab Stadium. Harare City versus Triangle United at the National Sports Stadium. Wawa versus Highlanders at Ascot and Marika Diamonds versus Herentos at Vengere Stadium. Caps United they have not lost in their last two matches and uh, they will be looking to at least, you know what, cause something of an upset but sh- sh- should we call it that against an Gezi side that's also not playing well? <laughs> Um, I think for the for the sake of Caps United, yes, we can call it an upset. <laughs> um, I think first of all, Ngezi Platinum's got patchy results. That means mm. you never know when they'll pop up. Yeah, which is incredibly tough to come up against. So they could pop up in this game, and Benjani could snag a win. But I think for Caps United, they need to get the momentum going. They. 
were looking like in fact they're still teetering um, above yeah. the relegation zone two points above the two relegation. points above the relegation zone so they need to get a good set of wins going they need to get the momentum back in a positive direction they had some negative momentum going there before the break so they need to definitely carry on the positive momentum if they're going to make sure that they avoid relegation this season because the sides are playing very well right, Caps United also struggling to score goals in the last five matches they've scored just two goals uh, in fact they are right at the bottom of the form table as far as goals is concerned together with Triangle who have also scored just two in their last five matches and Harare City who have also scored two in their last five matches Caps United conceding seven in that time Gezi Platinum Stars not doing much better in fact Gezi just like Dynamo's five matches uh, and five points scored just four goals and conceded five so it's too tough to call that one uh, two sides playing badly I mean we, we normally talk about two sides playing well so it's going to be difficult to call a winner but this is two sides playing badly and so we don't know which one is going to play worse on the day uh, Great Highfield says as a stanza will shock many on Sunday so that's a Dimbare fan believing that Dimbare will carry the day at the National Sports Stadium Drum. The roaring fans. Take a ride on the wild side with the Africa Report on CFM Sport. All right, let's go to the women's AFCON where South Africa's forward Jermaine Seposenwe says that Banyana Banyana have achieved their first goal of qualifying for the World Cup as she scored an early goal that set South Africa on their way to a second successive appearance following their 1-0 win over Tunisia in the Women's Africa Cup of Nations victory in the quarterfinals in Rabat last night. Men South Africa are guaranteed a top four finish at the Continental Championship, which serves as qualifying competition for next year's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. Let's hear from Sepo Senwe. Great victory for the team. Uh, we secured a spot to the World Cup, uh, which was one of our goals on this journey to, to trying to win this cup. Um, I didn't think we played as well as we could have, um, but we take the win. Uh, we try and fix the things that we didn't do right and come back better next time. Uh, we just need to look at the things we did wrong. I think we didn't control the game as much as we wanted to. Um, I think we need to be better uh, in terms of, you know, keeping the pressure and taking the pressure on us. Um, but we'll go back and check what we did wrong and try to rectify it in practice and come back a better team. See. That's uh, Jermaine uh, Seyopa Senwe uh, speaking to the media after that game. Banyana Banyana, South Africa joining Morocco, Nigeria and Zambia as the other countries who will be heading down under next July for the FIFA Women's World Cup. It might be something that might go slightly unnoticed, Chris, but Southern Africa has dominated the qualifiers yeah. for the World Cup. Two nations there, Zambia and South Africa. Yeah. One from North Africa, one from West Africa. We didn't see this coming. We really didn't. And I think especially for Zambia, which mm. was a surprise package in this, and a Zambia side that was without one of their best players as yes. well, I think just speaks to the character of the team, but also the progress that is being made in terms of women's football in Zambia. I think it's very easy to take a look at this final piece. Chris. <laughs> 
serious. We're just vibes. We're, we're just vibes. We like to chat. <laughs> we like to talk about being this fantastic footballing nation and, you know, the mighty warriors should just do well. But when you take a look at the... Re- take a look at the countries that have qualified. Those countries, I think since the end of COVID, oh. have had active women's leagues that are being played consistently and competitively and are well-supported, even from a sponsorship perspective and also from the perspective of their um, footballing associations. So the other nations are really capitalizing. And also we talked about South Africa, Zambia, sending their players mm. across to Europe, mm. which is a very key part of this, is the level of competition that these players are exposed to is very different and we're seeing it in this competition. Are, are you disappointed that uh, Zifa has not done more or our Premier Soccer League even as well? Or yeah. should I say Zifa to actually put pressure on the Premier Soccer League to yeah. say, you know what, guys, we need to have women's teams. You yeah. need to have women's teams. And you take a look at the organizations. I know FC Platinum now have got a women's team. Mm-hmm. You've got Bulawayo Chiefs. They've got a women's team. But there's no reason why uh, Ngezi Platinum Stars exactly. should not have a women's team. Yeah. They can afford it. They can definitely uh, afford a it. Triangle as well. Tonga Tala, they can afford it. They are number Manika Diamonds. They can afford mm-hmm. it. All those teams can afford it. Or at least put in place uh, a team, a women's team. And that's the only way we can get our game moving in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, 100%. It has to come from the Football Association. And for me, what's especially problematic about this is that there's been an intentional effort on the part of FIFA to ensure that there are funds available for the development of women's football. So no one is saying that Zifa must fundraise. Mm. That's not a part of the conversation. Take it's advantage of what's already take there. Take advantage of what's already there. Gianni Infantino is very um, sort of been persistent about mm. the development of women's mm. football. He's made significant strides and the money is there but we just have to go through the we right channels. We need the channels. strategies, we need the ideas, yes, we need and the we need concepts. someone at Zifa who's very intentional about this. I think very often that seat is held mm. by someone who doesn't necessarily see the potential in what we could do as a footballing nation for women's football. Fancy the job? Not yet. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> well, South Africa, of course, Banyana Banyana making uh, the Maiden World Cup final appearance uh, in France in 2019. Uh, and they were heavily fancied to advance, and they have done so. Uh, they are now in the semi finals, and uh, they've played some really good football. And uh, are you still sticking with your prediction that Banyana Banyana could beat uh, Nigeria to the gong? Because that's what it looks like. Yeah. I know they, they, they is the host nation there, uh, there is mm-hmm. Zambia there. Can Zambia go one step further? Look, Zambia's got a bit of luck on their side as mm. well, I think. They've dodged a couple of bullets. They've dodged a couple of bullets and they, they managed to get these near wins. But I still think uh, Banyana Banyana definitely to win the tournament still for them. Okay, the rest of the quarterfinal results. In fact, let me just give you, of course, what the uh, quarterfinal results were. We've just told you about South Africa. Uh, Zambia progressing courtesy of a penalty shootout win uh, versus Senegal. Some really good penalties taken in that uh, shootout. Uh, Morocco beat Botswana 2-1. Botswana uh, got better and better as the tournament progressed, Chris. You know, I thought, to be honest, they didn't have the legs uh, or just the right approach after their first game, but they got progressively better and better. Yeah, another nation that is that was the first to come back with women's football mm. on the continent in terms of their league as well. So progress being made consistently and you can see it in the character. The team. nation that knocked us out uh, as well. Uh, Nigeria yeah. beating Cameroon 1-0 and of course the semi-finals will be played on Monday night. Let's go to Europe where France are both uh, Korean 
Diakre is um, uh, pleased to see her side progress through to the quarterfinals. They beat Belgium 2-1. Uh, but she's worried that the efficiency they showed against Italy was uh, lacking. But it's a good thing not, not to play well, Chris, and still win the game. <laughs> yes. Again, luck on your side. Mm. And also, I think there's also a bit of capitalization on how the other team was playing as well. Had they been more clinical, I think the scoreline would have been a little bit different. A weekend's matches, Austria versus Norway, Group A action. That is in Northern Ireland versus England in Group B, Denmark versus Spain, Finland versus Germany and Group C. We'll see Sweden take on Portugal and Switzerland versus the Netherlands. Just 60 more seconds, seconds guys, and uh, I'll read a few messages here. Hans, Hans Dimbale have got no formula, so uh, this guy <laughs> does, 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 is that does, does, all it says? Yeah, Hans, uh, Dimbale's got no formula. And hi, guys. And Dimbale, Lino in uh, Glenora. And Diraya, Uyo, Hans, Pabi, Repaka, football fans. We need a serious, secu- serious security on Sunday. Because uh, one of my fans is Dimbale, Apindamu, Nandare, Aroa, Namapeza. A lot of pessimism there. <laughs> a lot of pessimism. Uh, no one actually thinks he's... Yeah, he, 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 no, no one believes in Tondira and Diraya at the moment. And to be honest, it's up to him and the players to prove us wrong. How long can they hang on to him, though? I mean, can he lose to FC Platinum and keep the job? I think he can, and I'll I'll tell you why. Because Mm. there's no backup plan. I don't see Dynamos coming out at this point to say we've got XYZ person already lined up for this job. Because if he leaves, who do they plug the hole with? All right, let's wrap it up with a message from Bulawayo on Keta 8. And Zimbabwean football has been rocked by administrative blunders for a very long time. For the SRC to argue with FIFA proves that something is wrong with football leadership in Zimbabwe. Let's get serious and appoint people whose blood has soccer DNA Ndapezama Sports D. Lawrence Simango Kunketa well Ndapezama Sports Tisu we're back on Monday 5 past 6 to do exactly what we do here and that is of course give you ZFM Sport and it's Messi the cleanest of clean finishes from the best on the planet. The biggest sports stories. Chelsea, the UEFA Champions League winners of 2021. The biggest interviews. That uh, such a great spectacle is ruined by such such thuggish behaviour. And all the analysis right here. He's the one player that has the arrogance to think that he can play in any stadium in the world on any pitch in the world, in front of any player in the world, and take them on. Every weekday, it's my sport, it's your sport. It's ZFM Sport on ZFM Stereo. My station, your station. Hi, this is Mike Bundled, and you can catch me and the team for all the latest breaking news out of the world of sport, local as well as international, on your favorite station, my station, your station, ZFM. We are Z Team on ZFM Sport. Z.